0: You see, I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs, I just expect them to happen.
1: Fatty's gonna fatty is
0: real. Oh, give me fucking
2: truth, baby! Come on! <laughs> Let's go! How have I been successful in life? Ladies and gentlemen... I'm about to issue a warning to everybody else in Toutmaster. Because <laughs> I'm one for one on picking cards, guys. One for one. Nailed it. Um, I didn't do well. Uh, I'm no Ambassador 34. Congratulations. Uh, Win in Toutmaster after week one of the proverbial season. Nobody with a perfect card. On, uh, on Saturday. A couple of 10 and 1s, but uh, no, nobody got them all right. Um, but Toutmaster is off and running. Welcome. We are off and running on another edition of the MMA Analysis. I'm your host, Brad. Joined, as usual, Sean, how are we doing? We've got the, the questions. Are, are you questioning yourself or the fading of the listeners?
1: The, I am question. I'm, the, the question is, don't fade me yet. let well, it's, it's, it's going to happen. We, okay. we all won last week. Yeah. We know what's going to happen. And You're especially because it's a, it's a UFC card or a tape review card. So we know what's going to happen. Canada card. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, I'm doing well. I am happy that, uh, the Teltmaster sign up has finished <laughs> because that is, <laughs> Is, is the wife happy that the
2: Toutmaster Master sign up is? Finished? The
1: wife is very happy. She was getting short with me uh, come <laughs> late Friday, so uh, glad that glad that we hit the numbers. Big shout out to to the Dogger, the Dogger Pass boys, because they uh, boosted those numbers and was a a record 217 entrants uh, this year. So big money. That's uh,
2: top four. I'll go home with over a grand. Yep. Yeah. Not too shabby. Um, we don't keep anything for ourselves, so if you win and you appreciate all of Sean's hard work, uh, drop him, drop him a little tip at the end of the year because he's a he's a poor poor boy stuck We're in the hinter no. the hinterlands of Canada um, with a child now. I mean that's that's no environment for a child. You got to give the man some money so he can move on up.
1: Get
2: out the igloo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I,
0: I, I, was, I was literally just about to say, with that weather up there, the man is living in an actual fucking igloo with a child <laughs> up there. Like, that's wild shit. Like, I, Sean posted, and then I, I saw it on like our news down here reported about it up there to where it got so cold to where Fahrenheit meets fucking Celsius or whatever, and it can't get like. Well, it, below that. <laughs> That's just nuts, bro. That is crazy. Um, yeah, we you are experiencing... want a shitload uh, of money. I want a shitload of money. Didn't Where? You? Oh, and fights like, like Yeah. 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 La- last week, yeah. I mean, okay. I did all right. I mean, I kept my I kept my card under 10 bits, under double digits, won some money, but, you know, talking to Sean before the show, we're already aligning on a couple things. We both won last week, so... It might be time for y'all to, to pull the the old fade trigger. What was um, you? <laughs> yeah, it's uh good to be back. I know we got um we got some of that shit coming off of y'all's uh y'all's air up there, down here now, and it is uh fucking brutal. It is it is around um, four or five Fahrenheit with a wind chill about fifteen twenty below Fahrenheit. So it is uh it's frozen down there. Uh, What's that mean? It's fun, like funny enough, of here. Up the street at the Mire, uh, we have a big, super uh, electric car charging station, and it's funny to see all the Teslas out there that can't move because they can't take a Bricked. charge in the fucking time. Like, what a, just a genius. The man's a fucking genius. His his truck can't drive up a fucking little fucking bunny hill, and his cars can't charge.
2: Good shit. Love it. Uh, masterful gambit, sir masterful gambit uh currently here in in the fahrenheit it is 12 feels like minus four so you might even have it worse
0: than i do wesley it's uh hyper blue going to the press conference tomorrow you missed all the good shit today bro don't don't (laughs) bring your child if he might be gay because sean strickland might shoot him in the face
2: I see exactly what Strickland said, but just knowing who Sean Strickland is, I don't know why anybody is shocked.
0: Um, It was it was it was pretty bad though. Like look, I we've all heard them all say a lot of dumb shit. The rant he went on today, it was it was I mean, we all know this is MMA and we gotta we separate shit. I'm gonna watch the fight Saturday still regardless, but I tell you what, that shit today was just a little a little out there, man. He he he's literally your sixty-year-old grandpa at Thanksgiving that's been on Facebook and Fox News for 15 years. It's literally what Sean Strickland's turned into. I just find it really weird myself. The dude's on a podcast two weeks ago crying his eyes out about the abuse of his father as he, at, when he was a kid yet today, he's talking about a man being weak because he would have unconditional love for his gay son. That's somehow weak, but he, can't.
1: well, Wes, you CTE. It's, it's really tough to be a fighter these days. <laughs> it's a heck of a drug. I,
0: I don't, I don't. I'm, even not, think e- it's the I'm not even giving. I'm, I'm not giving that dude that excuse on this. shit. Yeah. he's just a piece of shit. He's just a. Fucking I mean, guy. yeah, that's
1: that's the chair. Oh.
0: Agree, disagree, live your life the way you want. But that's what if you preach that, you should live by that. If you think you should have your freedom and live the life you want, then everybody should be so able. Should everybody live else? It. Yeah. Live, live and let live, man. That's that's how I live my life and. To each their own. There you go.
2: I'm sure you'll get a couple uh, nuggets at the press conference though tomorrow, Hyper. Um, I I'll eventually watch this card, but got yeah, yeah better things to do got the rock on Saturday night. Undefeated, still baby. Let's go. Um, so yeah, we, you won't see me uh, tweeting much during during the fights. I've tried to do less anyway, because like, I'm trying to be engaged and actually watch the fights when I'm watching them. Uh, it's tough sometimes. It's tough. But last week's card, pretty easy to watch. It wasn't a bad one. Um, I, I think I saw everything. Uh, we're going to kick it off. Flyweight division, Joshua Van, second round TKO over Felipe Buns. Um. Yeah, it was nice performance, I guess. Everyone's talking about how he starts slow and picks it up. But he's also still like 21 years old. He'll, he'll figure shit out. He's, he's going to be all right. Lightweight division, Nicholas Moda. First round, a minute in, drops the Australian <laughs> prospect like a bad habit at plus almost 300s. I mean... We're never going to learn. I mean, not we, like the collect, the royal we of MMA mm-hmm. betters and community. Uh, featherweight division, Jean Silva as a minus 80 billion favorite. First round TKO over Weston Wilson, who probably out of a job. Got to be out of a job at this point. Bantamweight division, free Basharat United decision over Taylor Lapus. Grandpa McGee. Getting the standing TKO. He was nice. just battering that boy all around the cage. Second round, um, old man strength is real.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: he throws punches like Sean Shirk, though. He's got like real uh, gator arms D-rex. going on. Yep. And the final prelim, Preston Parsons, you know, decision over. The smelly burger. Uh that actually I didn't watch that one. It's the only one I did not watch, because why would I? Uh Sean, your thoughts.
1: Joshua Van's fun. Uh like you said, he's very young, so um hopefully he keeps progressing. Give him give him a step up. Um yeah, did not did not see that coming from, from Mata, uh that's for sure. Um Gene Silva looked like a minus a billion favorite and Weston Wilson looked like a guy who should never have fought in the UFC ever. Uh the Basharat brother. He's pretty fucking good. Lapala showed good takedown defense and he didn't gas out and he still has skills. Like I don't know if he'll ever be elite, but he's got a pretty good overall skill set. This is the um, shittier Basharat brother, right? It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, McGee. That finish was was very fun to watch, and Preston Parsons cashes a plus four hundred decision prop for me. So I quite enjoyed Thanks. that one. Wesley, anything on the prelims?
0: Uh, yeah. Just Van could could be the real uh, another one twenty five or one thirty five or in that range. That is just absolutely fun as fuck to watch. There's dozens of them. Um. Lost the over, one of the few, few bets I lost on the card. Um, Nolan was a parlay killer, killer quick. I'm glad that I'm trying to stay away from, uh, shitty big faves like that this year because that's one that would have probably caught me speeding last year. Um, Silva fight was just pure comedy. I laughed <laughs> most of that fight, uh, watching this little short dude just walking around battering this guy that should have never got a fight in the UFC. Um, all the things Sean said about Basharat, like Lapalus, good takedown defense, good cardio, like decent fighter. And Basharat uh thoroughly won that fight. He's I think he's decent. I'm a McGee fan. Like I like the way the guy talks afterwards. That no, no like we like some dudes that are nuts and and run their mouth. Other dudes can be calm collected and not say nothing. That's fine. I, McGee's that dude. Uh I like that he goes out in the fucking ring at those bungalows with those T-rex arms. That shit is fun and um, yeah, easy over on that Stellenberger Parsons fight. I think we even said on the on the show last week whoever you're betting on that fight, take the nice number at the decision. And Sean took Parsons' decision. Uh, I ended up sprinkling a, a little uh, Schnellenberger decision, uh, not not tracked or none, but took a little small stab there. Didn't come through, but had a nice bet on on the over there. at, the, at some nice plus money.
2: Nicely done, main card. Take it, it off over. in Tragic fashion. I mean, we we got the consensus. You got the big got bet some- though. I, I got some goes decision. Um, Arlovsky was robbed, man. Mark Goddard, how are you le- going to let a guy do, like, the full Stooges mm. double, triple, quadruple eye poke and just stand there and that was watch him do an old man? That was elder abuse, all right? That is unacceptable. Um, and he doesn't even get, like, a, a free ophthalmologist down where Arlovsky lives, you're gonna make a man (laughs) spend his 250k paycheck getting his eyes fixed because you couldn't call a damn eye poke mark goddard
0: man Uh, can man can barely see around that curvature of his nose like god he needs all the (laughs) eyesight he can get
2: everything's (laughs) got to be aligned very specifically (laughs) for him to be able to see all right let's not fuck with it um Anyway, we, we got – there were some bets on that one, but not the bomb. Uh, but
0: would, would, competitive would hell. Would take – I mean, he he got the second. He literally had yeah. a shot in the third round. Like, you're not taking yeah. that from 10 to 12 to 1 Arlovsky decision every single fucking time against Waldo Acosta. Like, absolutely you are. And one and a half there, that shit was laughable. That that was fucking hilarious. We saw a one-and-a-half on an Arlovsky fight.
2: There's a couple more totals that we might like this week. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, Sean, anything on Arlovsky? Nope. We'll take it. Wonderful. Uh, Philly Hogs gets, uh, didn't learn like the first four times in the round that he got hit with a flying knee, and eventually... It says flying knee and punches. It was just kind of weird. Like somebody opened a door somewhere. Draft came in, caught Philly hogs on the wrong side of his chin. Uh, cause he ate everything up until that point. And then yep. it was like that glancing blow. Just... Netherworld. Just uh, this man gets knocked out in spectacular fashion.
1: Sean, the kryptonite that chin is the kryptonite. Um, <laughs> I threw a dart on him by KO round one. I figured it was going to be him or the other guy, and it was obviously the other guy. Um, it's it's not a good look. He he's uh, he's he probably should hang him up, but he should at least go to PFL and and try to win some money there. Um, bad when you're getting taken down by Bruno Ferreira.
2: Yeah, and then just laid there for like a minute and a half. West.
0: Yeah, I mean the guy honestly should never fight again. Uh, he's legitimately got one of the worst chins that you you'll see in MMA. Like it's wild. Um, yeah, I mean maybe a lower region. I mean you could. I'm sh- I'm sure he could start some bums before they got a hold of him before they landed something big on him. But I mean, is that really what? I mean, every other thing about Phil Haas is absolutely UFC level caliber. Whatever that means nowadays. That chin's just bad. Um yeah, I ended up just taking both round one KO. Uh I Mark. think the Phil one was plus four hundred or something, and the uh, Bruno one was like plus two twenty five, plus two fifty. So it was free money. Uh I, five seconds left in the first round. I guess it's it got it got close, but it yeah. it, it got there. Somebody somebody was not. Yeah,
2: I was a little bit worried about uh about that one, but ended up with some some Bruno round one uh, that worked out. Um, Didn't bet this one, but it worked out for Mario Batista. Uh, He might be pretty good at fighting. Takes unanimous decision over Ricky. Simon Vato. Sean.
1: Good call by Wes. I don't know if you you had any money on Batista, but uh, I was on Simone. Uh, I, thought he'd be able to take downs and Bautista was just absolutely shut that down and you just saw levels to the striking game. Uh Simone has got better striking but it's it's nowhere near what Bautista is and he showed wicked cardio and just absolutely took over in that third. Uh impressive. it?
0: Yeah, little uh little plus 160 on uh Bautista. Um not not just the takedown defense because Simone did get a few takedowns in that fight, but get up. B- B- Batista did not just lay there whatsoever. Was immediately getting up, like I, even over the improvement on his takedown defense, just his get up game, as scrambles was just way improved. Like if you would have said Ricky Simone's going to get three or four takedowns on Mario Batista, you'd be like, ah, he's probably going to lose a decision here if he's going to get taken down three or four times. Absolutely not. Then on the feet, man, just the jab, the length, hell of a chin. Like Ricky Simone hit him with some bombs. I mean, just hell of a chin. Mario Batista might be good.
2: Somebody who's definitely good. Jimmy fucking fucking Miller Miller does it again, proving for once and all that he is a cardio beast. Taking that uh, grappling game into the third round and submitting Gabriel Benitez. Um, yeah. Gotta love Jim Miller. Sean.
1: Yeah, the old I man guess is you impressive. don't love
2: him because you you had under two and a half here, right? I had
1: the under, but it was already dead because of Simone. So I was oh, okay. just happy. I was just happy for, for Jimmy fucking Miller. Um, the man is is amazing kind of crazy to think about how you know his his career kind of got fucked up by the uh the Lyme disease maybe it kind of saved him because he kind of took some time off and and wasn't taking big fights and and he's just he's taking smart fights right now he's not trying to to step up much he's just you know fighting guys that are in the UFC that are that are kind of on his level um, he's obviously getting a bit of a step up, uh, for 300, but nah. maybe he can, maybe he can get some magic on, on 300. Bobby green.
0: Is that what I saw? I think he, I think he's getting, he's getting another one about, about on his level again. This is, this is nice. I like it.
2: Bobby Green might just give that fight away too. So Bobby I mean, I Green
0: Bobby Green might give us another Jimmy Fucking Miller sub, which I got on this one at plus four hundred, which was fucking beautiful. Yeah, uh yeah. We talked about that one a little bit, yeah. Saw the saw the video of, of uh old Jimmy Fucking Miller today talking that uh wants the fans to message Bruce Buffer and have him announced as Jimmy fucking Miller at UFC 300. And I think that's something that just absolutely has to happen now. Um, Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, dude, like this man has more wins than any man that's ever stepped inside a UFC octagon. Like that is, that's incredible. I don't, I don't care the longevity of it or whatever to do it this long and still be winning fights against, guys five six seven years younger than him and shit like that's incredible that's an incredible career like we throw legend around a lot you have the most wins in ufc history you're going to fight on ufc 100 200 and 300 you're a fucking legend you're you're a hall of famer like some dudes probably don't belong in the ufc hall of fame that are going to get in there just because of their names and longevity and shit jimmy miller probably fits that mold but, I mean, you have the most wins in UFC history. You probably belong in, in the Hall of Fame. So, legend. That dude's an absolute fucking legend.
2: He's cert- I'm trying to think back to when we started, just everybody collectively started referring to him as Jimmy fucking Miller. Um, it's probably been, like, pretty close to a decade at this point, which is crazy because the only other guy that – you know, he gets the, the fucking treatment. It's Johnny fucking Lineker. Um, and he certainly didn't last for a decade after we started uh, calling him Johnny fucking Lineker. So, good for Jim Miller. Main event. Um, the boring Russian punched the other guy. He fell weird, and then it was over. Trump. It was over. It definitely
1: hit the over, oh, one, and over one
0: and a half.
2: Barely. Never in doubt. I mean, in fairness, it kind of was never in doubt. The finish happened shortly after, but it wasn't like there was a lot going
1: on. Yeah, it was it was typical. Um yeah, I don't I don't know, it's beating Johnny Walker, getting you a title shot is is kind of weird, but this is light heavyweight. It is a trash division, so it might actually happen.
2: Should be cry love.
0: I mean, look, I'm perfectly fine with it. Like, serve him up to fucking Pereira. I serve him up. Like, let's let's see him fucking stand up. Like, I don't know. He'll talk a bunch of shit and come off this knockout, and then just spam takedowns against Pereira. Like, it's exactly what happened with this motherfucker. Um, look, Johnny Walker, though. I will say, this man, when he falls, he falls in some of the most spectacular fucking <laughs> ways, bro. Just the one before this where this dude literally came up like off of his feet and she's like just spectacular stuff with Johnny Walker. I don't give a shit about ankle. I mean, like great performance, great win. It's you're knocking out Johnny Walker, man. Like, I don't don't know what you really say about that.
2: I did that two weeks ago. Um, that's it for UFC Vegas, whatever. I know this is a pretty widely held sentiment at this point, but I can kind of do without the the Vegas cards. It, it's enough just doing them for the Contender Series. You don't need to have every other card in,
1: uh, in the Apex. <laughs> uh,
2: it's just like it,
1: the atmosphere just makes it even worse. Like, you're going to serve up these fucking half-baked, quarter-baked cards. At least have a crowd so that when somebody does something cool, even if they don't fucking matter, and even if they are some no-name yep. guy, you know the crowd cheers and it's a cool moment instead of in a fucking hollow warehouse how, where
0: how, how many how many careers have been built off some no name nobody having some type of performance in front of a crowd saying something wild on the mic afterwards and that was the start of their fucking careers you know what i'm saying like it takes that that moment and energy of all those people. I, I do find it very funny that the Saudis were like, get your bullshit out of here. And they love just moved that, that shit awesome. back over to the apex. You know what I'm saying? Like, the only we gotta, time,
2: probably the only time I've ever agreed with them.
0: We got to do a lot of bone sawing around these parts yeah, to get exactly. this kind of money. We pay you motherfuckers. Like don't come over here. You think here a fight night's
1: going to fucking wash <laughs> this shit away?
0: Yeah. yeah. You, you, you think we're sports, what, sports, sports, watching this blood money with fucking this white night car. That shit was hilarious, man.
2: Uh, once you get up into the billions, it's a different kind of wash. All right. These people are yeah. used to a different kind of quality. Um, we've got UFC 297. See, normally that would have been a great segue if we were like a normal pay per view, and I could have been like, speaking of quality, it's UFC mm-hmm. 297. No.
0: Two Canadians, no. though. They do not, <laughs> they give y'all pretty much fight night cards bro it's kind of fucked up just just be
1: happy it's not a women's main event uh for a canada pay-per-view that's that's about all you can be thankful for
2: um yeah i i hope the people who are going enjoy it have a good time there are lots of canadians on the card um just <laughs> not in any of the fights that matter because <laughs> Canadians, um, but yeah, we're gonna kick it off. Flyweight division, Malcolm Gordon holding it down for Canada, taking on Jimmy Lick. Uh, Wes, you go first on this one. We're gonna we're gonna do this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know. Our boy Jimmy Flick is is coming off a a couple tough ones. Uh against a couple tough dudes, though. Even Charles Johnson. Like that's a tough, that was a tough matchup for for Jimmy Flick. Man, Malcolm Gordon is just on the other end of that, I think, in my opinion. Uh like not a bad thing getting armbarred by the Mookie but I mean Jake Hadley worked that motherfucker over. Uh I mean, his last couple wins are Dennis Bondar and Francisco Figueredo. Like, those have been like a couple years ago now. And he's like, he's over a two-to-one favorite against Jimmy Flick. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't get that far, man. Close fight. I think I think Flick, if this can get scrambling, if this can get on the mat, it it could be uh, a very good night for Jimmy Flick. I think he can probably get it there points. I don't think he's completely like outclassed on the feet or anything. I don't see Malcolm Gordon getting Jimmy Flick out of there like these these past couple of dudes that he's gone against. Um man, plus plus one eighty-five out there on Jimmy Flick. I just feel like that's something you have to take. And if if Malcolm Gordon performs in front of the home crowd per se and and pulls something off, then so be it. And then I was also looking at a little uh a little Jimmy Flick uh submission is sitting around plus three thirty-five right now. I'm pretty sure when everybody drops lines, bet three sixty five and stuff. There's going to be better than than plus three thirty five on there. That might creep up to plus four hundred or somewhere around there. So Jimmy flicks a bit somewhere around that number and a little Jimmy flick money line. Let's start this Canadian card off bright and proper with uh, a Canadian getting their ass choked out. Uh,
2: I think that could be very possible. It's, uh, I I was looking at the, the Jimmy Flick submission, but I think I'm just going to take Flick straight up in in this one. Uh, Gordon can grapple like a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Jimmy Flick only loses by getting super gassed, uh, when he can't get takedowns and getting knocked out. And I don't think Gordon has scored a knockout against a fighter with a win on their record, like maybe ever, um, not not a lot of power. Um, as LR is pointing out, Jimmy Flick might be named after legendary Canadian Martin Short uh, and his character back <laughs> in the day. So that's the, it. who's
0: the really real Canadian here? Like, yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, I think it the the Jimmy Flick round one submission because he's gonna. Go for a takedown, like hop on an arm triangle or something like that is always in play. Um, so maybe if we get a, a big price, so I'll I'll take a shot on that. But I've got to take Jimmy Flick here. I mean, Malcolm Gordon is over a minus two hundred favorite in the UFC in a fight Stop. against a guy who like can do things. Can he do everything great? No but he can do certain things very well. Uh and that could be enough to to win him this fight. So Jimmy Flick plus 185 that is definitely getting some of my money. Sean, did we talk you into it?
1: Yeah. Uh both these guys are good. Um they are both very flawed fighters. One of these guys is Canadian and then the other guy is plus 185. Uh it's <laughs> pretty pretty simple. Um yeah, I just yeah. What Malcolm Gordon is going to knock out Jimmy Flick? Uh, the last guy that that uh, Malcolm Gordon knocked out that wasn't an an injury, an arm injury, was Michael Jordan back in 2017. So um, that that says a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, Damn, I'm, I'm taking MMA, to me, too. He yeah. knocked
0: out like the Michael Jordan. The Michael <laughs> Jordan. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit, man! So Did that's pretty impressive.
1: <laughs> I think it was in a street fight. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. Mike, Mike has um, known
0: to, to get on that liquor a little bit, man. You just certainly <laughs> sure you. know.
1: Bet but online. yeah, I'm on I'm on Jimmy Flick plus 185 at, at Bet Online right now. Let's go. Uh Jimmy Flick.
2: Consensus bet <laughs> of the week.
0: We're get out of the way. We're getting
2: grimy <laughs> already this year. Yep. Uh that's that's just what we're dealing with on this card. Uh keeping it in the flyweight division, but switching the gender. Jasmine Jasovicius taking on Priscilla Ketchabietin. Uh Sean, is that exactly what she's going to do in this fight?
1: Probably. I mean, I don't know how much beatings Jazovicious actually. Gives to the ladies that she's beating. Um, Catchaware is not very good. I'm probably still gonna throw a dart on her by KO. Um, once, once 365 comes out with, with a nice number, I'll probably take it there. Um, this is just low level, low level shit. Um, and Catchaware does have power, but. If she doesn't catch her early, it's it's probably just gonna be a wrestle fest and a very boring three round decision.
2: Woo.
1: Wes.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can bring myself to to take take a shot on the old catch a beating here. Uh I sure as fuck wouldn't be laying minus four hundred on on this Canadian chick though, especially coming off that. That last fight. The the angle I was looking at, uh, because I I mean, I think it's dog or pass here, no doubt. Um, the under two and a half is like plus one thirty at bet online right now. Um I, I think if you do think a beating's gonna win, you think she probably pulls something out here, um, catches her with something. And then you're still kind of safe if uh if she doesn't gets laid on, maybe takes a beating and and just finds a way out of there. So I might take a little of that, that under, uh, definitely going to pick catch a beating in Top master. I I just don't see how you're laying minus 400 on this chick in this spot. Um, I think we might see some really overflated, overinflated Canadians on this card. That's, that's not unusual, but, um, I think come fight night, some of these are going to be really big prices that it's going to be hard not to take. Uh, small shots on a lot of the dogs against them.
2: That is quite possible, but at the current price, I'm not interested in yep. ketchup eating. Uh, I'm actually leaning more towards uh jazzed-a-vicious decision. So, cool. um, even that's still like minus 125. Maybe you'll find a plus number out there eventually, but not interesting <laughs> at all to me. Uh, definition of a dog walk fight. Welterweight division. Sam Patterson. Isn't he like the, the future, the present, the past already? I don't know. Uh, he's taking on Johan Lennes, who is, um... he feels like he's from TriStar. Do they still do does TriStar still exist? Is this for us still a thing?
0: His coach is for us a and Richard Ho. <laughs>
2: there you go. Is that Doctor Ho? Like the the electrical pad guy? That dude? Do you guys have that shit in the States, Wes? Doctor Ho's? Yeah.
1: Dr. Ho, late night fucking
0: infomercial. Nah, but we don't have what the uh, like a what he does he do like uh tens tens machines. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we oh, yeah. don't we don't have him here, but yeah, we, I know oh, what you're shit, about. you Oh, shit. I think got we got Dr. it. Dr. Ho. That's, that's the OG of the tens
2: every, machine world. Every
0: country's got their own little their own little late night info fucking guy, right? Um
2: anyway, Johan Liness Sam Patterson, Sean, break this banger down.
1: Why is Sam Patterson, who's from England, why would he not fight in Cage Warriors? Cage Warrior, like, I would. That's still a thing. Like, that's a a decent. Oh yeah. He's fighting in Brave and fucking like, I'm not sure why he he got some hype. I don't think he's that good. Lioness is not good either. Um, these both guys are, are trash. Um, let's, let's hope this gets sloppy and, and this goes some, some distance.
2: Mm -hmm. I can hope for that. Wes.
0: Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for here. Um, yeah, both of these guys are just fucking horrible. I don't know how. You know how Sam Patterson? I, I I don't know. He he gets um uh one of those contender series fucking contracts. Gets smoked by was that was that the Jewish guy that smoked him? Yeah, the old Red Fox smoked him fucking yeah. last time out.
2: Gain, gain a le Yeah, ain't okay. like
0: <laughs> should have known Brad had something uh for that um yeah and then then oh uh oh Johan gets. Smoked by them a lot. I just th- these guys are bad. Just how I'm looking at it, mo- most of these dudes are. They get they get fucking smoked by dudes just better than them. Knockout guys that are shitty, like old oh, Patterson was doing it. Brave and and this dude was doing it. Fucking CFF fucking C. They fight each other, and it's usually just uh, two bums. It's actually CFFFC. See, at, at, at God, no! Nah, I'm just we'll, we'll stay... Is <laughs> stay.
1: The extra F fraud or what? <laughs> um,
0: Chant I think this,
2: cage fighting, fucking fraud fighting championships, <laughs> yeah. baby. It's know it.
0: Let's it. it. add all the F's, you know. Um, yeah, I think this just turns into two bombs fighting. A bomb fight over one and a half at plus money. It's just kind of calling to me. I I think this. Definitely probably gets into the second round and uh, might even see 15 minutes here. So plus one thirty on over one and a half, probably take a little stab on that. Um man aside in this fight, your guess is as good as mine. I'll I'll pick Johan because Patterson is six three and it's like a buck whatever the fuck they're weighing here. So I'll take Johan.
2: That that is fair. Um, for my pick, I don't know that I'm going to be betting him, but I'm going to take Sam Patterson. I'm going to take some over, and I might uh, might start sprinkling uh, some round three on Sam Patterson in this one. Mm. Maybe even if the the prices are like super different, um, I might look at sub round three instead of TKO because um, he, he's one of those guys that he'll like hurt somebody and, and go for the sub, but I don't know what the prices are right now. So uh, Patterson's going to be the pick. We're going to have a little play on that over because I agree. Um, two guys that both got finished pretty easily in their previous fights, probably going to come out a little bit more tentative. Um, we saw how that went for, for Linus. I think it was... Uh, Uh, weeks Weeks that he fought Um, (laughs) and that was like at a much slower pace than all of his regional scene stuff so I think it's going to be a bit slower and Patterson will eventually take over so that is the pick and the potential bets there Uh, women's strawweight division up next Jillian Robertson Pollyanna Viana Round one armbar incoming, <laughs> uh, but Sean, Wes, you guys can break this one down while I go grab another beverage.
1: Yeah, the uh, the parlays are are piling in on on Robertson. Uh, good luck to those folks uh, who are trusting her at minus four hundred. Um, is she the better fighter? Sure, but she also. Is a bit of a fraud, and if if she if she grapples here, would we be surprised if she gets caught with something? I sure as hell wouldn't. Uh, I do think Viana's got to get it done probably in round one, or she's gonna tire out and gas. Um, her round one sub is like plus a thousand. Her by sub is like plus six fifty. They're darts absolute darts uh but if you're looking for action they're they're not the the worst darts in my opinion uh wes uh, what are your thoughts on this fight
0: yeah like robertson is absolutely the better fighter here but like come the fuck on are we at the point where she's a minus 300 fave and and when it like she's Literally got a loss last time to Tabitha fucking Richie. She's lost to JJ Audridge, Miranda Maverick. Like, seriously, you're minus 300? Look, like Viana sucks. And it's just not a price. You know what I'm saying? At this point, plus two fifty or so that you're uh taking that shot. The sub maybe like like you like you pointed out. Um You know, the only angle I was looking at in this fight was uh, the under two and a half, but it's like minus 150 and shit like that's You can't fucking touch that in a women's fight. If that was even money, I would be taking the under here because I think Robertson's going to snatch something uh, second round or something, maybe in the first or beyond and get something early. I don't see this going um, uh, 15 minutes, but at that kind of price in a women's fight, you just, you can't lay juice on a, on an under like that, so I don't know, man. I'm. I think Robertson wins. I'll. Pr- if i put it like this. I think Robertson wins. I probably pick Viana and Topmaster, Master, and I want nothing to do with my money on this fight. Yeah, I'll probably put
2: twenty five bucks on Viana round one sub. Take down, bar. Let's go. Yeah, nice. Uh, let's go on to the. Like, let's go on to the fight after this fight, but this fight is happening in the Bantamweight division. Soki uh, Sidi taking on Ramon Tavares. You uh, guys who apparently don't know how to spell any names correctly. Sean, should I know who these people are? Like...
1: No, like they should have just rematch on the contender series. Like yeah. you're gonna put them on a pay per view card? What the fuck are we doing Wait, this is here? It's a like, rematch. It's yeah. a rematch of a contender series fight because old Kevin McDonald stopped it early after the one guy dropped the other guy. Uh oh, had, Yeah, I, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Wesley.
0: <laughs> Yeah, this guy that can't spell his name right should probably call in and get his get his Toutmaster pick changed, or at least at least have it cut in half. Like it's just probably not a a Toutmaster pick you or a or a a tapology pick that you want. Uh, you really want out there, but um, I, I have no idea here. I don't even really remember their contender series fight, so. I don't I have no fucking clue, man. I don't know why these guys are fighting on a fucking pay per view. No clue. Looks like somebody's trying this to buy some
2: baby carrots and some peas.
0: <laughs> this man's got a pot of fucking beanie weenies in his shorts, dog, and he needs to like, <laughs> they need to call in on somebody.
2: <laughs> See, this is why MMA fighters need managers. Or maybe don't need managers. Somebody get this man a manager.
0: This is man in o- fans page. <laughs> it's the type of shit you post on X vids and shit, dog. This all fucking <laughs> tabloid biology, bro. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I didn't see the Contender Series fights. No idea who these people are. They're on uh UFC pay per view. Um, Tavares has been on Contender Series twice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus.
2: Uh, still don't know who they are. Uh, anyway, next fight. By the way, division. Charles Jourdain Taking on the alien himself. The slender man. Sean Woodson. Uh, Sean, do you feel represented when you see someone like Sean Woodson in the UFC? <laughs> that, <laughs> that, you know, my people can do this too. <laughs>
1: Six two one forty five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not that good like, looking. No, you're not.
2: You're you're very much not. But
1: yeah, proportions. Uh... Proportions are, are are fairly close uh, <laughs> for me. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Woodson's. He's a an interesting guy because there's there's times where he looks actually decent, and then there's times where he looks fucking terrible, and you're surprised that somehow he's racked up five wins in the UFC, or I guess, well, sorry, four in a draw. Um Jordan's getting hammered again with, with parlays. His He opened like minus 135 at, at bet online, and then it kind of evened out by minus 8, 185, and, and now it's minus 220. So people are just parlaying him up I side with Jordan. He's a guy that you'd like to bet on when he's a dog. Um, Him as a favorite is a bit concerning because he does have some holes in his game. Um, It could be an interesting fight. I I just don't want any part of it. Jordan's a decent Canadian, but he has still let us down. So uh, it would be the ultimate letdown if, if the... The alien Sean Woodson somehow takes him out, but I'll pick Jourdain and, and master
2: That was such a nice way to say that Charles Jordan <laughs> cannot wrestle at all.
0: You know, he's got some rules in his game. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: So Canadian of you, so Canadian. Uh, I mean, I don't know
1: if he's. I don't know if that's going to get exposed here. <laughs> it might.
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure that's what Sean Woodson really wants to do. And I'm not sure it even matters. Like this is, this is a close fight in a kickboxing match. Like Sean Woodson is, is a crafty fucking striker, man. Um, Jordan's flaky as fuck at home, that crowd, all that pressure, man. Like I think Sean's right. This is a dude you want to bet closer to even money, small dog against a dude in a close fight. I mean, He's coming off two wins like he beat fucking like space cadet Kron, who is just done. And then like just grabs a choke on fucking Ricardo Ramos and like we're here. We're him as a two to one fave against a a decent dude, man. Um this is one of those spots for me that where this line's just too wide. I'm 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 gonna have to take Woodson. Uh probably gonna wait and just wait for all this parlay money to come in. Cause it's going to happen. I think uh Jordan goes up even higher. higher, I think you're going to see over two to one on Woodson. So I'm going to wait it out, but Woodson's going to, going to be a bet for me here, man. I just think it's, it's too wide on a guy that what's he really done lately to deserve being a, a two to one fave against a crafty sort of vet at this point. I, I don't see it personally. I
2: like Jordan here. Um, Probably just because like Woodson looks the way he looks, uh, <laughs> so can, can never like him. You got to cheer
0: for your Earthling, you know, fellas. Like you got <laughs> to you got to right. bet against the aliens. Right?
2: <laughs> if we let Sean Woodson start winning big fights, I mean, this isn't a big fight, but if we let him start winning fights, who knows what the next stop is for those aliens? Um, I just think eventually Jordan throws enough to the body, enough volume, enough power. That he's going to hurt Woodson to the body. Uh, And Woodson does not have the power to get rid of Charles Jourdain. So he's going to have to deal with that volume, bodywork, pressure for three minutes or as much of that as he can. Um, I I don't want to take a shot on Jourdain by sub. Um, because I think after you get hurt to the body, he's the type of guy that's going to jump on your neck. We already saw that uh, our boy Juicy J was able to to get Woodson out of there with a, a front choke. Uh, so I think Jorning has a very good front headlock series and might be able to to do the same. So don't love parlaying any Canadian at uh, you know minus two twenty minus 200, whatever he is right now. Uh, but I don't hate the idea of him by sub at plus six or higher in this fight, um, which is currently available. So Jordan's going to be the pick for me and uh, maybe a little prop in there as well. Sticking, or no, not sticking, moving back to the bandweight division. Brad Catona, one of the greatest tough winners of all time. Taking on Garrett Armfield. Brad Katona won tough at some point, right? He did. Okay.
0: Twice. I wouldn't want to be He's, he's wanted twice.
1: twice.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the greatest tough legends of all time. Just like I was saying, I knew that. I knew all of that. I know everything. Uh, Sean, these guys are fighting.
1: They are fighting. I would love to fade Brad Katona. I think he is not very good, and he trains at SBG, which is just a classic fade. Um, I just—is it like
2: two negatives canceling is like a negative times a negative? He's Canadian. He's training at SBG, so it's it's just so much negativity that it becomes positive.
1: It, here, that might cancel out against Garrett Armfield. That that might be a possibility. I don't know what you can take from him crushing Tashiomi Izama. <laughs> he
0: who's... just did the business. Yeah, he did the business. Yeah, uh,
1: that's... I think I think Katona goes back to more of his boring style, not like he did against uh, that very fun fight against Dakota Gibson. I think he goes back to grinding and getting takedowns and probably winning a boring decision. Um, So... I don't know what the price on that is, but I think you'd be better off taking Katona by decision than fading him, in my opinion. But I will do neither.
2: Wes, what are you doing?
0: I'm I'm fading the SBG fighter, the SBG Canadian, fake Irishman, whatever the fuck he is at this point. Look, like on, on Tough, he, he he lost a value of. They gave him a, a just a greasy fucking decision. Throws down with Cody Gibson, fine, like he was taking punches and shit. Armfeld hits like a fucking truck. He's gonna throw bungalows. If Katona gets into exchanges here, he's gonna get punched. So we'll see if that that chin holds up. Like I think Katona's the 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 better overall fighter here, but I think he's gonna take some shots, and we'll see if that chin's still holding up. Like Katona, still at this point is is. 32 now like he's not some like prospect anymore coming off a of tough he's been in some a ton of fights over the past four or five years as well so um i mean back to sbg again like what a shit jim uh armfield's training at kill Cliff, which if you don't know who that is that's fucking some of the biggest killers best. on the planet and one of the best striking coaches on the planet so I think Arnfield Wait, is.
2: How many names has Killcliff had now? Because it was like it was Black Zillions. It was Sanford. It was Black Zillions. Original Black Zillions. It was, it was, it was yeah. like well, it's uh, American Top Team, and uh,
0: it's the same out. the same coach, but the I money know. the money kept changing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the dude that actually. You know, funds them kept changing. Like the black zillions were huge, and then dude dies, you know what I'm saying? So, but Killcliffe is a still a legitimate does, a legitimate up. fucking gym. A lot of those dudes stayed with Henry Ho for a reason because he is one of the best all around striking coaches on the planet. Yeah, and this one I just think uh Arnfield is gonna throw bungalows. Uh it's one of those if he dies, he dies. And then we're talking about a line here, man. Katona is fucking two to one here. I mean, come on, man. It's Brad fucking Katona. I'll take a little Armfield. Like yeah, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If Katona has a great game plan, smothers him and lays on him and shit, then then so be it. Um
2: do you think Armfield can win a decision here? Cause it feels like if it goes to this, I know last week I said it feels like if the fight went fifteen minutes, Ricky Simone was gonna win, but uh
0: I feel I feel I feel a lot worse. Armfield getting a decision and in, in Canada against Katona than uh, Batista getting one. I think if Armfield does, he needs to like drop him in a couple rounds and then survive around is how it's going to be. Because is definitely going to be the one trying to grind and, and still rounds, no doubt. Uh,
2: Armfield. TKO out there at like plus 500, by the way. Yeah,
0: that's you that's know. you. Uh, I'll, I'll take a little of that. Uh, absolutely. I'll take some of that.
2: Um, as good of a case as West made, I kind of think Katona never should have been cut from the UFC in the first place. And like, he's still fine. Uh, I, I think this is the type of fight where he's going to grind. Like look back at the guys that he lost to; those are those are good fighters before he got cut. Yep. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to grind out a win here. So Katona by decision. Little uh, Canada judging bump maybe, but uh, but we'll take it. And I don't think I'm going to have anything on this fight. Uh, if I do, it's probably going to be that Armfield TKO 500 or higher. Main card now. Featherweight division, Arnold Allen, Mosar Evluev. Uh, that's that's a good fight. Sean, this Indeed. is a good fight.
1: What's going on? It's a very good fight. It's a very good test for both of these guys to, uh, mm-hmm. to kind of see. Uh, Arnold Allen got kind of away close to almost a title shot uh, and then fell short against Max. No, No shame in that. Uh, we've been hoping that Evloev gets a, a step up for a long time now. Um, it's 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 an interesting matchup. Uh, I wish Arnold Allen had fought a couple more grapplers at the, at the top end on his way up, but I just don't know how many grapplers there are in in that weight class. Um, just a lot of strikers at at the top end, but these guys both fought Nick Lentz. Nick Flintz is is a flawed fighter, but he was gritty against both these guys. Um, this number seems to be getting a little bit wide. Uh, when Evloev was, you know, minus one fifty five, one sixty five, I could I could see that. It's getting a bit wide. Um, I think Evloev probably gets takedowns and and gets a decision. It'll be interesting to see if if Arnold can what he can do off his back because I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to get taken down a, a decent amount. Is he going to be able to get up? Is he going to be able to to kind of do anything like Diego Lopez did against Evluev, which was you know uh, threaten from from the bottom and and get him to scramble up to the feet? Because if it's on the feet, I, I do think Arnold Allen is is probably the better striker. Evluev pretty decent on the feet as well. Um, this is just be an awesome fight. I don't think I'm going to have a bet on it, but if this number keeps ballooning, I'm probably going to have to throw a small shot on on Allen. Wes, before we get to you, uh, you mentioned Max Holloway.
2: Is he actually going back up to lightweight and fighting Justin Gaethje?
1: Man, didn't learn a <laughs> lesson after fighting uh, Dustin Poirier, and now uh, he wants to fight Justin Gaethje, the, the guy who just knocked out. the problem the fuck was? I over. didn't fight a guy that punched hard enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not not bright. Not He's, he's, bright, he's
1: just in a tough spot, man. He's he's obviously lost to the champion as many times as he had. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he could wait around and, and hope that Tapuria you know, wins. But is is if Tapuria wins, is he is Volk get a rematch? Probably. So he then needs, he's still
0: he needs big fights. He he just needs big fights at this point. There's just not a lot of big fights that people just want to see. Just at wish he could.
1: Up to, to lightweight and fight somebody is yeah, not as f- heavy puncher as <laughs>
2: like Moicano or something. That yeah. like yeah, he,
0: he fights fucking Dustin and Gagey yeah. two trips like balls. What, the balls what of mad- this man? He, he he's legitimately fucking got massive bull nuts. Like the guy's insane. He really is.
2: Uh Anyway, Wes, you can uh, break down old Allen and Evluev.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Really, really close fight. Um, I I get the case for taking a shot on Allen here. You're you're getting like a top ten dude at almost two to one, and a fight that should be fairly close. Like I, it's not a bad bet. I, I just personally think, I think Iliev's gonna get get those takedowns in this fight, man. Um, I read a stat earlier that uh Allen's last four fights he's faced one takedown attempt in those last four fights um not even it. he he did stuff it uh I don't I don't know I mean it it, it was a, it was against Max Cater Hooker and Yusef literally dude couldn't take down a fucking bag of potatoes so um that's going to be different here and I'm just I'm not sure I think Sean's right. He's he's going to end up on his back. Like, if I can remember right, Allen's never been great fighting off of his back or scrambling off of his back and stuff. So I think what we're going to see here is he's probably going to lose two rounds somewhere. He's going to probably need a finish in this fight. Um, I'm just not sure that allen has got the pure knockout power to get – Eloev out of there, and that guy rarely gets hit. He rarely gets hurt. He rarely, rarely gets put in bad spots. So, I mean, I know the line's gotten a little wide, but I just feel like there's a far clearer path for Eloev to win this fight. But like I said, wide line at this point, and I, I could absolutely understand the case for taking a shot on Arnold Allen. Uh, I, I'm picking Eloev. I think he probably gets a decision here. Um, I just, I'm being way more selective this year, and I don't know if this is a two to one fade that I wanna that I wanna parlay. Um, I'm not sure what his decision line is. I think it's juicy as shit. The last time I looked, so um, probably just probably just might have to pass on this one. Yeah, either decision is up to minus one forty five at Bet Online. That's just, I mean, that's fifty cents off the money line. You might as well just lay it on the money line if you're if you're gonna do that. So. This is probably a pass, but should be a very interesting fight uh, Two top 10 dudes in the division.
2: Yeah, we really haven't seen a lot of Allen's grappling since early in his UFC career when he couldn't really defend takedowns at all. Um, The more concerning part about those fights is probably that he did tend to hang out on his back quite a bit, Um, but he's got a decent guillotine, so... I don't know if he could do something with that against uh, Evlov just shooting crazy shots from, from outside. Um, But I expect this to take place on the feet for a a good portion of it. So I think it's going to be a competitive fight. I would lean Evlov just because he's probably going to have more volume. Alan relies on like the big shots, the big moments to win rounds. So it's very easy for me to picture him just losing 15 minutes of, Kickboxing with the occasional takedown mixed in, but man, this is it's starting to get wide. It's yeah. starting to get too wide. But I did pick Evluev as my featherweight champion at the end of the year, so that can't be right unless he wins this fight. The pick will be Evluev by decision. Um, but yeah, it would it would be more interesting if Arnold Allen won. I think middleweight division. We've got welterweight Chris Curtis taking on the power bar. Mark Andre
1: Barrio. Sean. I think this ends up being a close fight. Um, when Barrio is losing, I mean, save for the you know 15 second knockout uh, against Enchigwani, um, He's usually losing because he's getting out grappled. He's not going to have to worry about that here. This is going to be a striking fight. Um, he might be able to lean on Curtis. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to take him down, but he might lean on him a bit on the fence. But um, So this is, for the most part, going to be a, a kickboxing fight, and Barrio throws a good amount of volume. Uh, he seems to to be able to, to throw a good amount, uh, even late into the third rounds. Um, could Curtis catch him? For sure. Curtis has good body work. Um, but I just think this is a bit of a wide line. Uh, this is probably going to decision. And betting the Canadian in a close fight, I don't think is a terrible idea. So this probably will be the only Canadian that I back. Uh, just small. He's like plus one. Was he like plus 160 at this point? That's, I think that's I worth think a that's small stab. Yep. Plus 167? Bet
0: online. Yep. Wes. Yeah, this is the the scary one. This is the one uh, I kind of kind of aligned right there with the uh, with Sean here, uh, a Canadian. Um, look like Chris Curtis has given us some really fun fights over the past couple of years, but we we can't forget that he was getting out. Jack Hermanson was hanging with him on the feet in a kickboxing match. Buckley was hanging with Jack him. Jack
1: Hermanson was uh frustrating the fuck out of him on the Ga- feet by just not brawling with him.
0: Gasolom pieced him up on the feet. Probably should have uh or did did win that that decision. Uh Imoblev was fucking fucking him up before before the headbutt. So like I think like we're forgetting Chris Curtis is like 36, 37 years old now, ton of fights, hasn't looked great over his past four or five. Um, I think Sean's right also about burial in this fight. Like the cardio, he's going to be pushing forward. If there's one dude that's going to be clinching and slowing it down and pushing somebody against the cage, it's probably going to be burial. Uh, he's going to be the bigger man in this fight. He's like six one, uh, legit middleweight to where Chris Curtis is five ten, kind of stocky, uh, not not small for the weight by any means, but burial is going to be the bigger guy in this fight. So. Man, like if Curtis just doesn't connect on some crazy like three piece and just fucking catches Barrio with something that he doesn't see coming. I mean, I like Barrio in this spot, man. We've seen Barrio's chin. Like I said, we talked about his cardio. I mean, he's like plus what one eighty now or something. That's no one sixty seven. One sixty seven. That's 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 too wide, man. Um, I like Chris Curtis. I just man, he hasn't hasn't looked great. Past few fights, um, it's really tough to bet on a Canadian, especially a French Canadian in Canada. But we're gonna do it. I'm I'm on Barry on this spot. I like him for for a bet.
1: Curtis getting older too.
0: Thirty six now. Thirty six, almost thirty seven. Yeah,
1: forty fights. I people because he won them a lot
2: of money when he first came into the UFC. They for a while pretended that he was like. A, top 10 top 15 he didn't just
0: retire and shit you know what i'm yeah, saying like three like, times yeah
2: and like there's a reason that this dude was on the regional circuit for 10 years as a guy that was almost he, there
0: he like got he got better coming into the ufc and stuff like you yeah. you could see was a better fighter and stuff and took it seriously got good training and stuff but he still hit a ceiling with all that at 36 yeah. 33 34 35 years old, you know?
2: He's still also a a welterweight fighting much bigger guys anytime that he's up at middleweight. Um, So I I can, I can see what you're saying um, where Barrio can get in there, dirty it up a little bit, hold him up against the cage. Uh, Sean, as you said, he's not going to take him down, but he could control some of that stuff. Is it going to be enough uh, maybe in Canada, uh, it, it'll be enough, but I think that Curtis still has the much sharper hands. Uh, yeah, definitely. he's not exactly a guy that gets tired easily, so he's going to be landing on Barrio every time as he's coming in for the entire 15 minutes. I do kind of lean to the over here. It opened up a whole lot better than it is now. It's like minus 150 now. Uh, I think it was pretty close to even when it opened up. So don't love that, but maybe uh, based on what you guys are saying and what I'm thinking about the over, there's some uh, some barrio decisions out there at like plus 400, plus 425, mm. uh, and I just I don't see a way that he finishes Chris Curtis. That dude is, can't get taken down, and he's tough as hell. Um, so maybe some barrio number plus plus four hundred. I I don't hate that. Now that I'm starting to think about it, we're going to think about the welterweight division and surging contender Mike Malott <laughs> taking on this. This is the highest placed Canadian on the card, folks. I mean, you must be good, right?
0: Is, what a prospect. The 32 ma- year old prospect. 32-year-old they're, they're pushing him like
1: he's good. 32
0: year old
2: prospect <laughs> That is minus 400 <laughs> against old Neil Magny Medov. Sean? You smell that? Yeah. This Fighting is, out a
0: team alpha male. Holy shit. This man's got it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Malat seems like a, a nice guy. Um, proper. He's had, he's had some very interesting <laughs> matchmaking, uh, in, in the UFC. He's, he's done what he's supposed to do. Uh, credit to him. He's, he's smashing these guys they're putting in front of him. This is a guy who is 32 years old and is only 10 and one. Like he, he took a ton of time off between 2017 and, and 2020. Um, you know it's it's interesting like if if you just ask somebody that you know follows UFC fairly closely like they would I get I guarantee you they would think he this guy was like 26 27 years old (laughs) um this is a very good test for him Magny has definitely been kind of slowing down here um I faded him against Phil Rowe I thought Phil Rowe would, would get him out of there. So even though it went to decision, I, I had already lost there. But he is fighting pretty fucking elite guys. Uh, call Ian Gary whatever you want, but he's seems to be pretty damn good. He fought Gilbert Burns, D-Rod, Shave Cat. Like, he's not fighting cupcakes at, at this day and age when he is 36, year old, 36 years old. Um, I think this is a good test. I think Mike Mallott... Probably grapples Magny and gets him down. I think we'll we'll know fairly quickly how good his jujitsu is. Magny's you know fought off against pretty good guys. The elite guys can usually get him out of there. I don't think Mike Malat is elite, so I'm looking at like over one and a half. It's it's not at at many books, but it's it's at that three six five. It's like minus one thirty um mike Malott by by decision is like plus four fifty. I think that might be worth a shot um those those are kind of the angles that I'm looking at in this fight,
0: yeah, if you can get an over one and a half at minus one thirty, I would bet that I don't care what sides you like here i would I would probably bet that um <clears throat> look Malott should win this fight could win this fight. He's a 32-year-old fucking prospect with like 11 fights training out of alpha male. You're giving me Neil Magny against this kid at plus 300. I'm taking fucking Neil Magny. I don't care what stage Magny's at at this point. These are the kind of fights that this guy fucking wins. Like, Yeah, he got beat by Gary as a big dog there. I bet him there, of course, Gary on the come up. I, like, say what you will about Gary. He's better than Mike fucking Malai. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that was a tough fight for Neil Magny. This might end up being a tough fight for Neil Magny. He's plus 300. Magny decision is plus 500, plus 525. I'm absolutely taking a half on both of those. And I will uh, look on Bet365 because over one and a half at uh, 125, 130 is – that's that's the angle in this fight. That's a good find.
2: Yeah, uh, love that over. Uh, I think, jeez. I,
0: like, I would like
2: to consensus
0: that over if we were looking <laughs> around. Like that's a, I think that's a good bet, man.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I will be playing that. Uh, do we even know if Mike Malott can strike? Enough to, like, concern Magni. Because he's basically just taking dudes down and grappled them. Like, I he knocked out Mickey Gall, but yeah. okay.
0: That doesn't <laughs> who, who doesn't? <laughs> um, I,
1: I just don't know if it matters in this fight because I think his grappling is good enough to, to get Magni down.
2: You think he's just going to hop into that clinch and not get uh, maggie med I love that over love the over one and a half um but this is this is neil magni country up here in canada i don't know who this mike malov feller is but uh we we appreciate our black russian immigrants in canada so uh, it, it's gonna be Magni Medov. Now, the question is, are we just going with the, the money line or are we looking at the decision at 500 and up? Because we really don't know enough about Malat to know if he's gonna stick around if things don't start uh going his way.
1: You would kick yourself if, if Magni does what he did to D Rod, I yeah. would. I, I would
0: very D, much do that. D Rod makes pretty good business decisions though. You know what I'm That's saying? Like true. D D like I don't know if Malott's quitting in front of the Canadian fans. Like that man might have to move down to Sacramento and like try not to get shot <laughs> if he if he gave up like that. We'll see. But yeah,
2: to me this is this is very similar. I mean, the the fighters themselves aren't similar, but I had to take Arlovsky at plus 550 last week. I've got to take Neil Magni at plus 300 against a guy that I don't know is actually good. So Neil Magni is going to be a play, maybe some Magny decision, um, but maybe we'll just temper that decision enthusiasm with some of that over one and a half. So uh, yeah, I love it. I'm I'm in for it. Co-main event. Women's bantamweight weight division. Jesus Christ. The fight that even Myra Bonesaw says is shitty.
1: <laughs> big, big fan of her for, for being honest with everyone.
2: Honestly, great move. Great. She's won me over. I'm not going to watch the fight or be interested in it, but she's won me over. Um, she's taking on Raquel for the
1: vacant weight title. shot The Bonesaw <laughs> is, has an interesting uh career trajectory. Uh, she goes to a draw with Montembe De Della Rosa, gets beat up by Firo, which Firo's good, beats Wu Yanan, who's one in five or one in five in her UFC. Uh, career. Who? Who, you know? Who? Uh, (laughs) Then she finishes Stephanie Egger, who is 1-3 in in her last four UFC fights. And then she finishes Lena Landsberg, who's 0-4 in her last four UFC fights. Then gets a Holly Holm fight and beats Holly Holm. Uh, Um, Future UFC women's bantamweight champion, Holly Holm. (laughs) (laughs) Former Future and forever champion, uh, forever, uh, title contender Holly Holmes. She's only one fight (laughs) away at all times. Um, I'm, I'm picking Pennington. I, I don't think I could bet her. She is not very good, but is Buena Silva just abs, turned into an absolute killer? I don't think so. Uh, Pennington's fought the, the much, much better fighters. She's not good, but she's beat a bunch of better fighters, um, and it's women's MMA, and she's a decent dog. So that's the talent master pick.
2: Um. Yeah, that's a fun one. Wes,
0: man, Pennington has won a lot of fights to wear. She's like probably not won a couple of them. Pull yep. some shit out in others, like where she's getting her shit pieced up. I I don't give a shit. This is like laughable at this point. I'm picking bonesaw. Can we move on?
2: Uh, my whole narrative of home being the champion at the end of the year it relies on the bonesaw win here. Rematch. You got to get <laughs> that rematch. rematch. She was <laughs> she only on the one yams. fight away.
1: <laughs> She's on the yams. We need a rematch, <laughs> That's right? Exactly. That's hey. Whatever that happens that fucks over out. Juliana Pena, I am in. So. If we that's have fair. to suffer through, not like I'm going to watch it, but if we have to suffer through a Holly Holm versus Bone Saw rematch for the title, <laughs> and that means that uh, Juliana Payne doesn't get a title shot, that's, I'll deal with it.
2: Love it. Love it. Main event. Man, this, uh, this card went from, like, promising to just, like, yeah. real, real quick. Um, middleweight title. Sean Strickland, it still seems funny that he's the middleweight champion of the world, taking on Drykus, third Dreykes. <laughs> Sean, shout out to Dan Tom for that one. That's a classic.
1: That is, that's good. Um, I'm really coming around on, on DDP. These guys are both terrible human beings. I'm taking that completely out of uh, this for now. Um, DDP seems a lot better than I ever thought he was. I just thought this dude was a meathead. Uh, He was going to get exposed by Robert Whitaker. He was going to get exposed by Derek Brunson. He didn't really get exposed by those guys. Like, yeah, I guess Brunson had a little bit of success, but obviously that absolutely came crashing down when ddp came through in the second round um the guy's actually supposedly has pretty good grappling um which we don't really see he's a physical beast uh he is not going to point fight like izzy did against strickland um he is going to come forward and i i don't think sean strickland is is going to do well against a guy like that um I lost a ton of money on him against Pereira. I would not be surprised if DDP smashes him out of there. Um, If it goes a bit longer, it does get concerning just because Rickland doesn't throw with any power and and has cardio and and pitter-patters. But I think DDP is just going to force an action fight and that is going to side with DDP. So, I like DDP, plus 115. I put three units on it. DDP lo-
2: yoga is legit. <clears throat> saved Jake the Snake Roberts, Scott Hall. Saved his
1: life, saved LR's <laughs> life.
2: Yeah, just saving lives all over the place. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy that there's a uh white dude that's like I'm a true African in this fight and somehow he is the better of the two <laughs> fighters as far as a person goes. So that's fun. Mma. Uh Wes thoughts on the, the title fight here.
0: If only Sean Strickland could have been raised by the old diamond Dallas Page. What what could have mm-hmm. been um yeah I I I, I think this is I mean, I, I could see a case for for both of these guys. Um, at this point, I, I'm leaning the old DDP fucking bonk is what what I'm leaning towards as well. Um, I mean, we we've seen Strickland uh, against a guy that sits back and counters. He's got some power. Of course, Pereira catches him. We saw a guy that comes forward on him. Uh, a few back in the old crystal man and that did not work out well for Strickland in that fight um, I, that's DDP's game plan I think he's got to come forward he's got to make this make this crazy I'm not sure Strickland is good in a fight like that um, now man if this gets to third fourth round you're you got to be worried like we just don't know we, we don't know at this point what what the old DDP is going to look like Um, going long, man. That dude's fucking jacked. So I also will say, man, the, I don't know, some of those training picks of fucking Strickland coming out this week. uh, (laughs) That no testing shit going on is working well for some guys because Strickland ain't never had abs and that motherfucker is ripped for this fight. So little concerning, but still don't think he's got any punching power. So. Um I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go oh old oh, Drakus in this fight. I'm not I'm not three unit uh fucking uh filling Drakus but it's it's like it's 75% hit here, 25% heart, because Brad, like Brad said, one dude's a shit bag, the other one is a full fucking on turd And I uh, I would just love to see this guy go down like Bryce Mitchell a couple weeks back. I, I would feel like no remorse whatsoever if he's on the mat twitching. Like, it, it would not bother me one bit. I don't care how anybody feels about it. It wouldn't bother me one fucking bit to watch that dude on the canvas fucking twitching. And I hope that's what happens. I'll take a little Drake is plus money. Hopefully he makes that happen for us. And um, somebody bonks his ass next time out.
2: Yeah, I think if I had to bet a side in this, I'd probably take the plus money. Um just because of what you guys said. He's got he doesn't have like great punching power, but he's just got like weird strength overall. Um yeah, that was that was a great one from Steve. As always. Um <laughs> I think I'm just gonna take the over here though. sorry I must have listened to Sean Strickland say something um yeah I I just think that Strickland is good enough defensively when somebody is coming after him like we saw that the cannon fight didn't go great for him but he was able to defend himself survive uh, I think you can do the same here and then maybe start to take over late. Um, so I guess if I was predicting a specific outcome, it's going to be a Strickland decision, um, but I'm just going to throw a unit on over two and a half here. I got it at minus 115. That is much worse than the opener that came out. Um, but I think it's just going to go some distance and towards the end, it might look like Strickland just piling up points as uh Drickus tries to shoot some terrible takedowns and hope they work and they won't because Strickland's a half decent wrestler. So Strickland retains. Don't love that. Um, Sean, what did I pick for, for champ at the end of the year? Did I pick nothing? There's there's nothing in the I, I picked Strickland.
0: There. <laughs> I picked we'll pick Strickland. Strickland. No. I'm already off the fucking train.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I to have, have some continuity with my thoughts. I know. I got I got to fill in. There's a couple of those where I was searching for for picks and stuff like that, so I didn't fill yours in.
2: That's fine. That's fine. Uh, anyway, I, I don't think it was either of these guys. I probably picked something dumb. I think I picked Whitaker actually, uh, which I could see. Uh, Anyways, Strickland retains. It's maybe not great. Um, And maybe it's bad enough. Or between now and Saturday, we get some fights canceled. uh, And Dana promises that he'll make it up to us. Which we always know that he does. Because Dana would never lie to anyone. Never. So maybe the next Toronto card will be good. Um, Or... I don't know. They've only really done Toronto and what, Vancouver Vancouver? somewhere recently? Edmonton and Calgary were like, there's never, I don't even think there's been a Calgary, but Edmonton was a long time ago. Halifax was a long time ago. Anyways, it's been a while since they've been to Canada. Maybe it'll come back more frequently. Uh, Maybe Canadian fighters will get better. And then there's a reason (laughs) to come back. Um, all of those seem equally unlikely, but that's what we're dealing with. Uh, you dealt with us for like an hour and a half, so I
1: appreciate anyone that listened through the whole thing. Be tough. Enjoy it. Because we're coming back for another Apex card.
0: Horrible, too.
1: Can't wait. Uh, yeah, GSB
2: was the peak. That's That's it.
0: Good luck.